Good morning, and welcome to Pay It Forward's podcast. Today, we'll be talking about memory loss. I'm your moderator, Sherry, and joining me today are Alan and Mitchell. Before we begin, I would like to advise our listeners that any information provided in this discussion is for informational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. It's important to consult with a healthcare professional for personalized medical advice and treatment. Please keep that in mind that the information provided is not intended to replace medical advice or professional judgment. Okay, so let's start with the basics. Alan, what is memory loss? Memory loss is an inability to recall information that was previously stored in your brain. It can range from mild forgetfulness, such as forgetting where you put your keys, to more severe forms, such as forgetting important personal details or loved ones. Mm -hmm. uh, there are many factors that can cause memory loss, such as aging, stress, lack of sleep, medication side effects, head injury, stroke, and neurological conditions, such as Alzheimer's disease and uh, other forms of dementia. That's right. So speaking of dementia, Alan, what is the difference between forgetfulness and dementia? Forgetfulness is a normal part of aging and can be caused by a variety of factors. It's characterized by occasional lapse in memory, such as forgetting where you put your keys or having trouble recalling somebody's name. Forgetfulness doesn't significantly interfere with your daily functioning and it's not a sign of serious underlying condition. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, dementia is, is a progressive and irreversible decline in cognitive function that significantly impairs daily functioning. Uh, dementia is a broad term that refers to a group of symptoms that are caused by different underlying conditions, such as Alzheimer's disease. I think that's a great explanation to give people, you know, an idea of the differences because I think we all experience that. Where did I put my keys or why did I walk into this room? So what are the causes, symptoms and treatments of dementia? Dementia is a neurological disorder that affect memory, thinking, behavior and the ability to perform everyday tasks. The condition is caused by damage to your brain cells, which and occur due to a variety of factors. Mm -hmm. uh, there are different types of dementia, the most common of which is Alzheimer's disease. Um, symptoms can include memory loss, difficulty with language and communication, disorientation and confusion, personality and mood swings, um, and difficulty with problem solving and decision making. And unfortunately, there currently is no cure for dementia but I've read there are treatments that can help manage symptoms and improve quality of life. There are a few medications that can help improve cognitive function and slow the progression of the disease and lifestyle changes such as regular exercise, a healthy diet and social activities can also help improve symptoms and overall health. Alan, could you share some statistics on dementia in the US? Sure, as of 2021, an estimated 6.2 million Americans aged 65 and older are living with Alzheimer's dementia, which is the most common type of dementia. This number is projected to increase to 13.8 million by the year 2060. 
Yeah, um, advancing age is the greatest risk for dementia. Other factors include genetics, lifestyle factors such as smoking and lack of exercise, and certain medical conditions that, such as high blood pressure and diabetes. In 2021, the total cost of caring for people with Alzheimer and other dementia was estimated to be 355 billion in the US. This includes both direct medical costs and indirect costs, such as lost productivity and caregiver time. Yeah, yeah. more than 11 million Americans provide unpaid care for people with Alzheimer's disease and other dementias. Uh, these caregivers provide an estimated 15.4 billion hours of care valued at over $2.57 billion. Wow, that's really shocking and kind of overwhelming. Um, but dementia is very prevalent. It is the sixth leading cause of death in the US. In 2019, there were an estimated 261, 914,000 deaths from Alzheimer's disease and other dementia. Wow. These statistics highlight the significant impact that dementia has on individuals, families, and society as a whole. Ongoing research and public health efforts are needed to improve prevention, treatment and care for those affected by dementia. Alan, is dementia hereditary? Yes, in some cases, dementia can be hereditary. There are certain genetic mutations that can increase a person's risk of developing certain types of dementia, such as Alzheimer's disease. If a person inherits the mutated gene from one parent, they will have a higher risk of developing the disease. Yeah. Um, however, it is important to note that not all cases of dementia are hereditary. In fact, most cases of dementia are not caused by genetic mutations, but rather by a combination of genetic and environmental factors. So having a family member with dementia doesn't necessarily mean that I will develop this disease. Yeah, correct. While having a family history of dementia can increase your risk, other factors such as lifestyle choices and underlying health conditions can also play a role. If you are concerned about your risk of developing dementia, it's important to speak with a healthcare professional who can help assess your risk factors and provide guidance on prevention and management strategies. Uh, speaking of management strategies, um, during our research, I have read that there are holistic approaches to treating dementia. These holistic approaches aim to address the whole person, including their physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. Some examples of holistic approaches to treating dementia are, one, diet and nutrition, a healthy diet rich in vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and lean protein can help improve cognitive function and overall health uh, with people in, with dementia. Mindfulness and meditation, Mindfulness practices such as meditation, deep breathing, yoga can help reduce stress and anxiety in people with dementia, which can in turn improve cognitive function and quality of life. Massage therapy. Massage therapy can help reduce agitation and anxiety in people with dementia and can also improve circulation and reduce pain. Acupuncture is an ancient practice that involves the insertion of fine needles into specific points on the body. It has been shown to help reduce anxiety, depression, and agitation in people with dementia. 
Other holistic tips include aromatherapy. Aromatherapy involves the use of essential oils to promote relaxation and reduce stress. It can also be used to stimulate the senses and improve mood in people with dementia. Another thing is pet therapy. Pet therapy involves interacting with animals such as dogs and cats to reduce stress and improve mood. It can also help with socialization and communication in people with dementia. Nature therapy, spending time in nature such as walking in a park or gardening can also reduce stress and improve health and cognitive function. Social activities, socialization is important for overall health and can help reduce feeling and isolation and depression. And to add to those, um, other approaches include stimulating the senses, engaging activities that simulate um, such as listening to music or smelling essential oils. Um, another activity is uh, using memory aids, such as like a daily planner, planner or a memory book can help improve cognitive function and reduce stress. Um, maintaining a daily routine um, so you can have consistency and help reduce stress as well. Um, that'll improve cognitive function and practice good self-care. Engage in activities that you enjoy, such as reading or listening to music, and take time for yourself and relax and recharge. Those are all excellent suggestions. Another one would be getting good sleep. That helps. And actually, all of these holistic approaches that we talked about for dementia, I think, could help us all in our overall well-being and health. But it is important to note that holistic approaches to treating dementia should be used in conjunction with conventional treatments and should be done under the supervision of a healthcare professional. And these tips also should be tailored to the individual's abilities and interests. Are there activities, therapies, or games that can improve brain function with people with dementia, Alan? Yes, there are many activities and therapies that can improve brain function for people with dementia. One example is cognitive stimulation therapy. Uh, some people call it BST. This therapy involves structured group activities that are designed to stimulate the brain and improve cognitive function. The activities can include word games, memory exercises, and discussions on a variety of topics. Mm -hmm. uh, another therapy that can be beneficial is reminisce therapy. Um, this therapy involves encouraging people with dementia to talk about their past experiences and memories. This can help improve mood, increase socialization, and stimulate the brain. Uh, Alan, do you know any other activities or therapies that might help? Well, music therapy can also be beneficial. Listening to music or playing musical instruments can help stimulate the brain and improve mood in people with dementia and can also help with communication and socialization. Art therapy is another activity that can be helpful. Creating art can be a fun and engaging activity for people with dementia. It can also help with communication and self-expression. Mitchell, what about games, puzzles, books? Can these be beneficial to people with dementia? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, things like memory games, such as matching games and memory cards can help improve cognitive function and stimulate memory. Word games, such as cross puzzles and word searches, jigsaw puzzles, are great for improving cognitive function and problem-solving skills and, and hand-eye coordination. Also, coloring books 
can help reduce stress and anxiety, improve mood, and also picture books and music books, things like that, that can, you know, trigger the brain. Absolutely. And storybooks, such as short stories or novels, uh, can help stimulate language skills and improve cognitive function too. But again, it is important to note that the type of game, puzzle, or book should be tailored to the individual's abilities and interests. It's important to ensure that the activities are not too challenging or frustrating because this can cause stress and anxiety. Caregivers and healthcare professionals can help select appropriate activities and provide guidance on how to use them effectively. Alan, what about physical activity? Oh yeah, physical activity can also be beneficial for those with dementia in many ways. Can improve overall health, reduce the risk of falls, and improve mood and cognitive function. Walking can be a good option. It's a low impact activity that can improve cardiovascular health balance and mood. Mm -hmm. uh, another activity is chair exercises could be helpful as well. Um, they are low impact exercises that can improve strength, flexibility, and range of motion while seated. Yoga and Tai Chi are also gentle forms of exercise that can improve balance, flexibility, and mood. Dancing and swimming on, or water aerobics can also be beneficial. Absolutely. But again, as we've said, Make sure they're tailored to the person and maybe under the guidance of a healthcare professional or their caregiver. So I was wondering, are there any new advances in the treatment of dementia, Alan? Yes, there's been more recent advances in the treatment of dementia, although a cure of dementia is still not available. Mm -hmm. For example, new medications for Alzheimer's disease, which is the most common form of dementia being developed. Additionally, there's increasing evidence that non-pharmacological interventions such as cognitive stimulation therapy, technology-based intervention like virtual reality and lifestyle interventions like exercise and a healthy diet can reduce the risk of developing dementia and improve cognitive function in individuals with dementia. So we've mentioned this a couple of times. Uh, uh, cognitive stimulation therapy. Mitchell, can you tell that? Tell us what that is. Sure. Uh, cognitive stimulation therapy, or CST, is a non-pharmaceutical intervention that is used to improve cognitive function and the quality of life in individuals with dementia. CST is typically um, delivered in a group sessions and involves a variety of structured activities that are designed for to uh, stimulate different cognitive domains, such as memory, attention, language, and problem solving. That's really interesting. And you also mentioned virtual reality. Alan, how could virtual reality improve cognitive function? Well, virtual reality, or sometimes abbreviated VR, can improve cognitive function in individuals with dementia in several ways. It can be used to create immersive environments that stimulate memories and improve memory recall create virtual social environments that allow individuals to interact with others and create relaxing and calming environments that help reduce stress and anxiety. Those are really interesting advances and using the technology is just amazing. Um, do we have any tips for someone who is caring for a person with dementia? 
Sure. Um, if you're a caregiver, it's important to educate yourself about dementia um, and the specific type of dementia that your loved one has. Understanding the symptoms and the progressions of the disease can help you provide better care. It's also important to maintain a routine um, and stick to it as much as possible to provide structure and familiarity and may help reduce anxiety and confusion. Um, to involve the person in activities that you enjoy. Use clear and simple communication. Avoid using complex sentences or abstract concepts that may be difficult to understand. Be patient and compassionate. People with dementia may experience confusion, agitation, and other challenging behavior. It's important to remain patient, calm, and compassionate when responding to these behaviors. Being a caregiver can be both emotionally and physically demanding. It's important to take care of yourself and take breaks when needed. Absolutely, self-care is very important. And finally, seek help when necessary. Don't hesitate to seek help from healthcare professionals, support groups, or other resources when you need it. Caring for someone with dementia can be overwhelming and it's important to have a support network in place. Before we end this podcast, I thought it might be good if you could explain, Alan, what is the difference between a memory care facility and an assisted living facility when the need arises for a person to go outside of the home? Sure. Uh, memory care facility is a specialized type of assisted living facility that is designed to provide care and support for individuals with dementia and other memory-related conditions. Memory care facilities provide a secure and structured environment that is specifically tailored to meet the unique needs of individuals with memory loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the key differences between memory care facilities and traditional assisted living facilities are, like Alan said, the specialized care. <clears throat> memory care facility professionals um, are, are trained in, you know, in memory loss and its treatments. Um, something else is a secure environment. You know, um, it, it offers a design with safety features such as secured entrances and exits, monitored um, common areas to help preventing wandering residents and keep them safe. Um, and it also, they have structured routines. Memory care facilities often provide a structured routine that includes regular meals, social activities, and therapies that are tailored to the needs of the individuals with memory loss. In addition, staff training, staff members at memory care facilities typically receive specialized training in care for individuals with dementia and other memory related conditions including how to manage challenging behaviors and how to provide specialized care higher staffing ratios memory care facilities often have higher staffing ratios than traditional assisted living facilities to ensure that residents receive the care and attention they need cost Memory care facilities may be more expensive than traditional assisted living facilities due to the specialized care and support they provide. Thank you. I know I've learned a lot from researching about memory loss and dementia uh, for this podcast. And as someone who was a caregiver for many, many years to two seniors with memory loss, I know what a tough road it can be for the person experiencing memory loss and the caregiver. Hopefully the information we discussed in this podcast is helpful to our listeners. 
But again, I do want to remind you that any information that was provided in this discussion is for educational and informational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. It is important to consult with a healthcare professional for medical advice and treatment. And lastly, uh, just yesterday uh, in the news, there was an announcement from Eli Lilly uh, about a new Alzheimer's drug um, that is supposed to slow the early stages of the disease by 35%. Uh, Eli Lilly will be submitting an application to the FDA by the end of June, seeking approval to market the drug. So it is good to know that there is continuing research uh, it does affect so many people, be it people who have memory loss or dementia and their caregivers. And I think you, we noted some of the costs that, it, you know, in this country and the number of people affected. So um, it's good that continuing research and hopefully this new drug will make an impact. And again, if you are at all concerned that you are experiencing memory loss and you're concerned what that might mean, please, you know, go see someone and speak with a, an, a healthcare professional and they can um, assess your risk factors and provide guidance on prevention and management strategies. So thank you all for joining us today. Thank you, Mitchell and Alan. Thank, uh, you. thank you. We hope you found this informative and we will be continuing this discussion uh, in future podcasts. Until then, keep paying it forward. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.